Okay, so as I am sitting in this dorm room, I just got I got back to Huntsville a couple days ago, and I spent a couple nights at my partner's house just because it was easier. Uh, because I I wanted to go back there immediately as soon as I got home because I was missing my partner dearly and all my friends and all the people at that house. It's been so very long. To just yeah, it has been. It's been about three weeks, uh, which is a long time. Um, but I just today got back to the dorm to um to unpack all of my stuff and like get everything back in order. I'm about halfway through unpacking, but my desk. Like the top of the desk is fine because I I specifically like tried to set up everything I knew I would need for recording a podcast first. Mm-hmm. But everything around the desk is kind of a mess. But it's fine. Uh, I, I plugged in just enough for it to work <laughs> for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's um understandable. I don't have the same excuse of like moving and leaving my place and coming and returning because I've stayed all this time in Budapest. But my situation in my study is not much different. It's a disaster zone, seriously. The biggest disaster is with the boxes because somehow all the parcels that I was expecting, they all arrived in one batch uh, at the end of December. And it was a very, you know, it was fun because it felt like all, it felt like New Year's gifts. But now I have all those boxes that I don't want to throw out because I know they will come handy when I need to smuggle more paprika across the world. <laughs> so I just have a pile of these boxes that are like s- small sized and um, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, but I'm just being practical. I'm reusing the packaging. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you too. It does not feel like I, I realized like on the morning of like new year's day that i was just like i still haven't gotten over 2020 like you and the rest of the world yeah it's like i i agree with i think dan Moran said this and it was um the incomparable uh the incomparable clip show or something like that it's like welcome to march 2020 um it's still like i'm so many people are just like i Still can't believe what happened that year, but it's 2022. But anyway, how was your break? It was good. It was short, but it was very, very good. I did exactly what I wanted, meaning almost nothing. And I've made uh, a ton of uh, winter salad. I've slept a lot. I made, uh, you know caught up on some books and writing opinions about those books as one does so yeah it was really lovely because it was just me and my nibbling and both of us are like couldn't be bothered about any big celebrations or or, or stuff like that so it was very chill exactly what i needed so that's good and and you yeah so break for me was in in one sense a little bit stressful and another sense very relaxing um but basically I got, so the long story short of this is, for anyone who is not in the know or whatever, um, I have mixed opinions about going back to my hometown, going back to like my parents' house, uh, because I have very mixed opinions about my parents because of kind of like my situation and basically having to be constantly misgendered at home and all that sort of stuff. And luckily I have some people 
who I am out to, who I can bother to spend time with without, you know, all that. But so this time I had to spend with my parents was a little bit stressful and just tiring, but mostly uh, like time I spent with my sister or time I was able to spend alone, like reading or whatever um, was very relaxing. And it was nice to have that kind of break, especially after what was the most stressful semester of school I've ever had. Um, it was, it was nice to relax. And one specific story, the night of New Year's Eve, me and my sister, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Elf. I'm aware of it. I refuse to watch uh, starring, it. It's, I, I don't blame you. It's, it's Will Ferrell. It was like a 2003 movie or something. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I know what it's about. Like, and I know like a, yeah. approximately the plot, but yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm just, ex- I'm explaining it to the audience just in case. But um, it's an old movie. My family has a um, tradition of watching it every single Christmas because like for some reason my family just loved this movie. It just became a thing that we always do this. Um, and so me and my sister, we realized that it's just going to be the two of us for Christmas Eve. Like the parents had something to do. The other sister had something to do. Christmas um, Eve so it was just or New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. the night of New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's most people, yes, most people the night of New Year's Eve, at least in the US, will, will like stay up until midnight to commemorate the new year and then go to sleep. So, yeah, but um, we planned, we were, we were trying to figure out what we would do that night because it was just going to be the two of us. Um, and we realized, well, there is this scene in the movie Elf. And it's near the beginning, and it's kind of just a gimmick, but it's, it's a, basically, it's... Oh, I know where this is going. Will Ferrell has a plate of spaghetti. Yes. And a bunch of candy around him. And he puts syrup, and uh, he literally, at one point, takes a package of Pop-Tarts, splits it in half, and puts it on top. Ew. And puts, like, a bunch of candy on it. And no, 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 no. We did this. We made spaghetti, got a bunch of candy from the store, and we did it, and it was amazing. Okay, I will take your word for that. Oh. Uh, Matt C, because I was I was talking about all this in in break room in the Discord. Yes, that's why that's how I realized where this is going because I do have the memory of you saying something like that, and I remember like I know what Elf Spaghetti is from YouTube channel Binging with Babish because I think he tried to. I mean, he did recreate it, and I remember watching I so. it and, and thinking like this just like this is just wrong. But you're saying it it was delicious? If you get the right candy and the right, like, you only put stuff on it that you would like. I see. Like, we had Twizzlers, Pop-Tarts, Marshmallows, Gummy Bears, um, uh, all that tw- sort of stuff. Tw- Twizzlers and... is another American sweet that I've only seen in pictures and videos, and it just doesn't look edible to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Twizzlers are one of one of my favorite, uh, uh, one of my personal favorite candies. You need uh, to smuggle to me some then, like you know, via snail mail. Because if it... I mean, I mean, I don't promise you that it's going to be good. <laughs> it's, it's 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 American. Um, it, just yeah. because I like it does not mean it's good. Well, I, um, I'm curious. Title. You know, I'm curious. And no, that's not going to be a title. <laughs> what? Uh. I was right. I was in the middle of writing it down, but okay. Anyway, 
Um, no, it, it's a lot of things. It's like I grew up with this, so I have fond feelings and memories of it because I grew up with it. That uh, yeah, I make no guarantee that any of it is good. As it is, it's, it's, might... it's, 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 you know, have, having, you know, growing up with something who's really, really formative, because, for example, um, like, I, I think the equivalent of that thing for me would be the winter salad. And, you know, someone in the Discord that we're both in called it a very eclectic potato salad. And I have to admit, I got a little bit hurt by this. This is, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not a potato salad. This is Olivia. This is winter salad. It's a sacred New Year food. Don't even compare it to anything else. <laughs> but yeah, I've, okay. I've, I've made a ton of it and it was delicious. But for example, my nibbling, who is like, we're from the same family. He doesn't eat it because he doesn't like it. So, so explain to me what winter salad is. Okay, winter salad is um, you take equal, like you know, you take equal proportions of boiled potatoes, boiled carrots, hard-boiled eggs, canned or tinned sweet peas, gherkins, um, onion, and then if you're not a vegetarian, you take chicken fillet. And then you dice it all into small cubes and dress it with like a, a metric ton of mayonnaise. And then you salt it uh, according to taste. But most of the salt is coming from gherkins. That's winter salad. It's delicious. I mean, my, I want to try this. It's like it's easy to make. The only, the only like troublesome or annoying part is dicing. And let me tell you, Sky, I have solved the dicing problem. Because at the end of December, I like I went with the flow and decided, let me check out what are the post-Christmas discounts look like. And lo and behold, there was a food processor slash stand mixer on discount from Bosch. And I bought it because of its stand mixer functionality, because I thought like, you know what? I do make bake stuff sometimes. It would be handy. Guess what? It comes with a cube dicer thing. That thing is amazing. It makes it makes winter salad, aka Olivier, is is, is like a, it, a thing of a miracle. Normally, you spend you know at least a good couple of hours just sitting down and dicing all that sh- stuff. Uh, this time with the good machine, job yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this time it's like seriously, it was from start to beginning. It was like half an hour including the dressing and including like just swapping things around and like figuring out how this mixer food processor works. So the only time consuming part was just boiling vegetables in advance. So effectively, it's amazing. So life with a stand mixer that is also a food processor is very, very, very lovely. I, if you have space in the kitchen, consider getting yourself one and uh but yeah that's uh that's what winter salad is it's very easy to make if you have a especially if you have a dicer i do recommend and it's like the ingredients are nothing special like you can get them regardless of where you are so it's not like there is some unique ingredient that you can get only in russia or only in kazakhstan no this stuff is sold everywhere so Give it a try. 
Yeah, this is... I, I want to try this, and I wasn't with you until you... You said chicken, and I was a little bit intrigued. Because you, like, I am known for not being, like, in my past life, I was known for not being a huge fan of vegetables, uh, which is, like, a lot of... Trust me, this salad aren't. is nothing but, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's as, like, the, because things are boiled, uh, and because of the dressing and eggs... It's like as non vegetably salad as you can get. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, I got I, I wasn't with you until you said chicken and a metric ton of mayonnaise. I was like, I could do this. I <laughs> want course, to try this. Of course. Um, I have like, a recipe for you. I'll send it your way. Yeah, this this reminds me um because another thing I tried, we have there is a restaurant in my hometown called Craft Sushi, which is not what it sounds like, uh, but it's basically like have you heard of a Poke Bowl? Yes. Uh, Pokeballs, basically, like, I was known for not loving vegetables when I was younger, and given that I was with people who had known me since I was a lot younger, they, like, people's tastes can change, and I've started to realize recently that my tastes on certain things have changed. And that's good, um, and that's inevitable. I warn yeah, you. And, and this is the kind of thing that makes me feel a little bit old. Not old in an old way, but old in, like, I'm no longer 15 kind of way. If, like if you know what I mean. But, News um, flash. Yeah, I'm 19. Uh, this was the thing that hit me. Like on January 2nd was this year I turned. I'm about to sound really young, but this feels weird to me. I'm turning 20 this year. I mean, it's going to be which, your first time turning 20. Of course, you're excited. Like I mean, it's like you know, it is a feeling for you, and I. Yeah, I remember. I remember that time myself. It wasn't that long time ago, or maybe my memory is like more or less decent. But yeah, oh god, I remember freaking out about turning twenty. It'll be, it'll be the first time in seven years that I haven't had the word teen in my age. Oh um, right, right. Yeah. Does it make you in your um? Oh well, I mean, does it make you in the American mainstream classification a young adult now? Technically, um. Because Alabama, for the state of Alabama does this weird, but by federal regulation or whatever, like by like what most people would consider to be an adult, you're an adult at 18. Mm -hmm. um, except for some things, like you can't drink alcohol until you're 21. Yeah, we are well aware. For some stupid reason, yes. you can't rent a car until you're 25. We've talked about this, but um, technically you're a young adult at 18. Um, but you still have the I word teen in there. So, like, yes. I, so it's... Uh... Okay. The legal classification of being a minor uh, ends at 18, for, for at least federal, you know, Minor and sort of teenager are two different things. They are, they are. It's informal classification, but... Yeah, but, you know, yeah, it's, and that, um, that, that's the one we care about. So effectively now you're, you know, you will have um, a designated section in a bookshop for you. YA. Young adult. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was weird. That, that's what I... I didn't, I, we're going off on a tangent, but hey, welcome to the show. Um, I, I'll get back to Pokeballs in a second, but I went to the Huntsville Public Library recently. Um, my, my partner took me, and I was looking for a Hank, uh, a, a two Hank Green books. Um, mm -hmm. And original, like, because I know John Green. All of his stuff is in young adult fiction, right? And I, I looked over there, and I saw all of his books. And because fiction is organized by alphabetical last name, you would think, oh, Hank Green would be next to John Green. It wasn't. I then 
went on the computer and looked it up and turns out Hank Green's so the two books he has, absolutely remarkable thing. That was cataloged in adult fiction, not young adult fiction for some reason in this library. Mhm. But the second book in the same series was in a completely different section. It was in science fiction. Which having read both of those books, that makes sense. I finished the second one over the break. But um it makes sense, but I don't like it. That, that, that sort of thing. Um, yes, that's not the first time I've heard you say that. It makes sense, but was, I don't like it. <laughs> I was looking through earlier, like a few minutes ago, I was looking through our, our list of episodes, and I don't like it, but it makes sense popped up at me, and I was like, I forgot that we chose that as a title, mm-hmm. but that describes half of my life at this point. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah. having read those books, it makes sense, but in like I don't like the fact that they are in two different sections. First of all, and and the fact that John and Hank Green had to be split up in the first place, I don't personally like. Well, but, um, with that, well, okay, like I do see your point, and like semi agree that having two books that are like in one cycle that they're split in different sections that is possibly confusing. But the fact that you know they, sh- they they these two authors have to be in the same section just because they're relatives, I do not agree with that uh, because like they have their own distinct writing styles. Admittedly, I haven't read I haven't read Hank Green yet. I will because your recommendation was the last straw that pushed you know pushed me over. Because before that, I was a bit reluctant on on the whole um, hype around his books because I am. By default, uh, re- you know, reluctant whenever a YouTube persona, a YouTube person uh, writes a book. Yes. And that is completely warranted because YouTubers have a reputation for writing terrible books. Yeah, um, I mean, which... But it's worth noting that John Green was an author before he was a YouTuber. Yeah, precisely. So effectively, yeah. like, upon your recommendation, I'll, I'm planning to read those books. So then after, uh, afterwards, I'll, uh, I'll be able to have a more educated opinion. But generally, look, library classifications sometimes are very peculiar. And the Dewey Decimal System, I think it helps only librarians. And there is a reason why they have to study like, for it. Like, I mean, there is, a, there is a whole freaking degree, like, you know, library yeah. something, something. I remember I looked into that when I was thinking whether should I, I should become a librarian. And then um, pragmatic aspects won over and I became an engineer. Yay, engineering. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a... it's like, yay, engineering, because it gives you a chance of a, like, a de- decently paid job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, before I knew I was going to do aerospace engineering, I wanted to do music. Which, looking at me now, is absolutely hilarious. Because I do not have the patience to practice uh-huh. eight hours a day. Um, but, but yeah, no, I thought I was going to be a music major, which is amazing. If, 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 uh, and if, then I discovered space. But yeah, and that then that that's uh, hopefully that turns out works out for you, yeah. If uh, pragmatic aspects weren't a consideration of like you know this responsible adult stuff, like I need to have a job that pays the bills. Things like the degrees I were considering, like just for myself, were either a research biologist, linguist, of like linguist, English li- or English literature, or a librarian. And I was like, 
yeah. English literature especially was like so appealing because like imagine like just to read books for your classes that's like the best yeah, yeah. didn't happen will never happen yeah. probably unless I win a lottery yeah. um, we're verging into the territory of screw capitalism which is definitely a conversation that i want to have on this podcast it's a, like maybe I would, not today maybe not today but it is clearly an undercurrent trend starting from the it's episode undercurrent of my entire life is yeah but anyway i mean yes we will certainly need to dedicate at least one episode uh to this because we both have opinions but yeah uh this where is I going? Um, I have a class this semester which is just reading books. Really? Um, it's it's they're not books that I chose. I Fair. I was given a list of books to buy from the bookstore, and I'm but from what I've heard, the class is all literally all just you know you read books, you go into the class, you have a discussion about it, and then once you finish a book, you read you another, know, take a test, or write a write a book report or whatever. Nice. Um, which I've never done professional or or like college level book reports before but eh, they're not as scary it'll be fine. yes it's like yeah. you know there is structure there is expectations of styles there are style norms you'll be fine you know and 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 in the end there is like i, I would imagine that there are plenty of people who would be happy to proofread for you and that that's the best thing you can do actually if you're in doubt ask someone to proofread and then if I find a really good book through this class, which I doubt because a lot of the literature is old, like there's one work by Shakespeare in there. What's the um, name of that course, if you don't mind me asking? It's it's called Readings and Literature. It's, it's, uh, the, the course uh, and, code and, is, and you're taking it as a space engineer major. Yeah, it's it's. I needed a English class for my general eds. Oh, I Gen see. Ed. Okay, um, okay. Well, that's I nice. Needed, I needed another English class. At least. Um, yeah. Well, come on, Shakespeare is interesting. Class. So, like, yeah. don't knock it off before you read it. Oh. No, I just I saw Shakespeare and I was immediately like, oh, this is this type of literature. It's not like it's not the type of stuff I read for fun. But it's not, and it's not the type of stuff I've ever read. But that's so the whole point of the course to like, you know, get you well rounded on the classics. And of course, you know, that puts the question of like who who defines the canon and classics, but you know, it's um it's another big uh, sub uh, topic, but uh if you again, I'd be very curious to see the list of that readings if you don't mind because I just um, I'm super curious what is considered that reading in literature. That's going to be a fun course. But anyway, going back, is, is, I think it, we're three diversions deep now. But, uh, we are. Typical. We were talking, you, you talked about winter salad and you said a uh, metric ton of mayonnaise, which is why I want to try this. Mm -hmm. If I ever go to Europe. Yes. Um, I will bring you some Twizzlers and you'll probably not like them because like, I don't know, they're, they're, they're waxy, but it's a, anyway, that's the whole thing. But you're, I, I want to try it. Talking but about waxy. I would one day I'll need to tell you about Churchella. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard? Have you ever seen Tootsie Rolls? What? Tootsie Rolls are polarizing in the U.S. because some people like them because they're basically waxy pieces of chocolate that that you eat. Um, and Ew. some people hate them because they're waxy, and some people like them because they're easy to eat and they're chocolate. I 
am mostly indifferent to them, although if I had a bowl of them in front of me, I would probably eat all of them within an hour. Um, but, like, they're, they're individually wrapped little rolls of chocolate that are soft, and it's weird. But anyway, um, one thing I tried, because I was known... This is how we got into this diversion. But anyway, I was known when I was younger for not loving um, vegetables. Yes, pokeballs. came around to that. And just recently, I've I been okay with more vegetables and specifically beans, which I know are not a vegetable. But anyway, I, I can eat beans now and I used to not like the taste of beans. Um, and I feel like there's a joke somewhere in there that I'm just not going to say. But, um, uh, but like we went to a place called Craft Sushi. And they make sushi rolls, but they also make pokeballs. Uh, so basically, you have a a kind of a subway or whatever style thing where you tell the people exactly what you want in it. Yeah, build your own there, bowl. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, and it's a bunch of vegetables, but there's also options for protein. And this specific place, which I I didn't realize, but is actually weird for pokeballs. They had an option for cream cheese on your pokeball. It is, is really weird. Good. Uh, but that was really good. And the reason why they <laughs> had that course. was because you put cream cheese on sushi. Um, but anyway, it yeah, worked. And, so and, I, also, and, I had cream cheese uh, and then what was called like sriracha mayo. And it was all and I mixed it all together. I expected to get through it and be indifferent to it. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. And that solidified in my mind that I was getting older because <laughs> I liked a bowl of vegetables. Covered in cream cheese and mayo. No, you're not, not covered. <laughs> there were there were noodles and chicken and cream cheese and sriracha mayo. But besides that, like uh, at least half of the bowl was vegetables. I will believe it when I see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. You're you're right to be skeptical, but I'm just saying. I try to think. Look, and, and I'm very like yeah. you know I am skeptical, and yet I'm very proud of you because. Uh, Expanding your pal- palate? Is that how you pronounce this word? Like one of those words I, I know how to spell, but no, I have no idea how to pronounce it. So expanding your palate of tastes is useful and good because food is joy and you want to have as diverse joy as possible. So, and you're absolutely right. The taste buds and your perception of taste changes with age. And sometimes even without you trying, like without you consciously doing anything at all and my personal example of that would be uh camembert cheese uh because oh yeah i remember trying it when i was like in mid-20s and i absolutely hated it and now it is one of the cheeses i actually regularly buy voluntarily with my own money which is unbelievable if you are if you tell me that 10 years ago yeah, food is, is really lovely, which reminds me that I need to, after we finish recording this, I need to order some groceries. We're out of rice. And that is like a disaster for the for my household. Hmm. Yes, rice. Yeah. It's, it's like Once rice I, is staple. Right? That's that's not, yeah. Usually rice is not a household thing in the US, but that's... that's I guess I'm living, I, I guess I'm living up to the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's hard for me not to live up to the American stereotype sometimes, but yeah. Um, In my case, once I get a couple, once I get a couple weeks into the semester, I'm gonna go grocery shopping and stock actually stock good food and stuff 
wait, not just wait, wait, get wait, 48 wait, wait. cans of Dr. Pepper for my dorm room. Wait, but... I, like two weeks into the semester, what are you going to eat those two weeks? Well, there's there's stuff around, like, we, there, we have meal plans and money. Like, there's stuff around campus. <laughs> so, like, I don't need to get groceries for every single one of my meals. But if I have groceries in my room, it makes it easier, especially if I'm studying more, That it makes it easier if I don't have to leave my room mm-hmm, to get food. Mm-hmm, fair enough. So, like, basic stuff, like a pack of ramen noodles and, like, other stuff that isn't unhealthy. But, um... Wait. But anyway... In your books, ramen noodles, instant noodles are classified as not unhealthy? No, ramen noodles are unhealthy. What I meant, I was rambling. What I meant to say was, I'm going to get some ramen noodles, but also get other stuff that isn't unhealthy. Good, good that we clarified it, because I was like, oh my god, do I need to give Sky a lecture on nutrition? (laughs) Also, the fact that instant noodles are called ramen is kind of a misnomer, but... Mm. Yeah, I w- I was actually meant to look into that at some point because I think that's how they were called originally in the place where they were invented, like instant ramen. Uh and noodles is the clarification because I think ramen and noodles are like, you know, it's like it's how I think I like I mean again, uh I might be wrong, but I think it's the same as uh another like saying chai tea. Yeah. That drives oh, me. It's yeah. like, you know, saying TT because chai is tea. But anyways, that's a pet peeve of mine. It's the it's it's the um it's the thing with double name things, like the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. Sahara is an is in an African language is the word for desert. Yes, in one um, in one of the African languages, yeah. In but it's it's that, that thing, but like chai tea is it's true, but it's that whole thing with once something gets westernized, it just gets messed up. Which is just a theme with a Western, Western, West, Western culture, apparently. And and here this. I have to correct you. It's not even like and now just the whole thing that Western culture gets lumped up as like one, un, like one big un, uniformal blob is also not really accurate, because West is massive, and because like what is uh, you know, you know, just the differences between US and UK alone. Fair. Yeah. So, anyways, generalization. Not good, right? But inevitable. Yeah. Most well, sometimes inevitable. Mm-hmm. Not always. Uh, I most people, including me, like I should do better to not generalize. But sometimes you just want to put a group of people that you don't like into a box and yell at the box. And if you've ever been on Twitter, that happens a lot. But anyway, I'm hardly on. on Twitter. The only thing I, I check use Twitter less. The only but thing I it, actually check Twitter for is Mondo Mascot's account because that that Twitter account is okay. just delightful. <laughs> I I should use Twitter less, but for me, Twitter replaced Reddit, and the way I used Ew. Reddit was so much more toxic. Um, so I I got myself off of Reddit and used Twitter, and I don't use Twitter all that much because I there's less sticking power with Twitter than there was with Reddit, so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a and also, I have a group on Twitter, which is just Relay FM, which is just all the Relay creators, because at least I can trust that all of those accounts don't have terrible stuff that I don't want to see. Mm-hmm, and I, I can mm-hmm, trust, and, mm-hmm. and I can trust that even though I don't use TikTok, I see all of Kathy Campbell's TikToks mm-hmm. on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, those, 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 are love- <laughs> those are fun. Yes. <laughs> those are a ton yeah. of fun. 
But anyway. Yeah, I don't use TikTok myself because, like, I'm actually... And I don't use the TikTok only because of the, exactly the sticking power you've mentioned. Because I know that my self-control it can um, be a bit um, weak at times. And I don't want to lose time. Because I have reading plans for this year that are quite ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, I should use, like, reading originally replaced YouTube, and it didn't completely replace YouTube because there's still creators who make stuff that I want to see. Of course, and that makes sense. reading more means watching less crap on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, It seems to be working based on what you've been telling me so far. It worked over the break when I was trying to relax. I I fell back into watching more YouTube and reading a little bit less, which I I didn't read as much over break as I thought I would, but I'm not judging myself for that. It was break. Um, it was a break it's... and it was like, you know, the like certain circumstances were stressful so you needed um some, you know, comforting, yeah. distressing and YouTube is yeah. capable of providing that. Uh, and I'm watching Tom Scott on an endless loop works. Well, um, for you, it's Tom Scott. For me, it's a figure skating playlist that I've made for myself. Yeah, fair. Anyway, <laughs> would you like to move on? Because sure. we've got another topic that we should talk about. Um, we, we we discussed reading a little bit, but like, I think you have a reading plan. I do. For 2022. And I have some ideas, So, but you go first. Yeah, I do have a reading plan, as grand as it sounds. But, uh, you know, the original idea comes from the reading challenge that Goodreads does for since forever. And I've been participating in them since 2018. And so the plan is to read at least 50 books this year. That is a realistic expectation that I'm sure that I will um, be able to achieve without stressing myself at all. Because if I if I, if I want to read fifty books per year, it means dedicating um, seven days per book. And based on the statistics uh, from last year, av- on average, I spent five days on a book. So, um, so that's my reading plan. And my secret ambitious plan is to repeat last year's result, which is a little bit bananas because the last year's result was massively skewed by the fact that I've read the entire series of manga, which is 36 volumes, but last year I've read 86 books. But the thing is that, um, and just so far, the trend was like, I set myself a reading uh, challenge, a reading target. I, over, I um, overdo it. The next year's reading plan is the last year's result. And that's been going on since 2018. And this will be the first year when the current reading plan is like lower than last year's result. And it makes sense. For one specific reason? Exactly, for one specific reason, because last year's results are like, uh, they're out of the norm. And at some point you need to, you know, regress to the to the average, uh, or to the median or to the mean, depending on which term you prefer from the st- from your st- course of statistics. But uh, it's like, you know, 86 books per year is not sustainable. And yet I want to do it, <laughs> you know. But isn't it, 
it's that high because you read what like an entire series of manga right correct yes so if that's why that's why this year's plan is 50 because it is last year's result minus manga yeah, so yeah, that's sense. the plan, and so far I'm on book number three, and I'm I, I'm I, I'm I'm in love with that book. Like seriously, I'm like only ninety pages into it, and it's one of the most intellectually stimulating uh, nonfiction books I've I've read in in re- recently. It's called Stealing from the Saracens. Uh, how Islamic architecture shaped Europe, uh, written by Diana Dark, and it's it's a fresh it's book it's a book that was published in twenty twenty actually. It's amazing. It's so well researched and it's and it's also so well published. You know, the the quality of the of the publishing of the of the um, binding on of the paper is just so lovely. I can't. I mean. It's a pleasure. Like, this book is really pleasant as an object. So that's where we are with my reading plans. And I'm, of course, I have my uh, spreadsheet set up and all the graphs ready. You know, the usual. (laughs) Yeah. Send me, remind me, or I will try to remind you to send me a link to that book. Oh, sure, uh, sure. Because I'm trying to get into a habit of whenever we... um, Whenever you mention a book on the show, to actually have a link to it. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, um, my plan this year is like I I try to avoid avoid specific goals, which sounds weird. But like if you've ever watched like CGP Grey or like like Cortex, obviously, um, like specific goals with like numbers attached, like those are good in certain situations, and and they totally work for you. Uh, but when it's this sort of thing that's like it's kind of a new habit for me, mm-hmm. my idea is like I just want to keep the habit going because I have a spreadsheet where I track how much I read. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, in, in, of, in, in your case, it's just like anything above zero is like good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I finished with just the I think it was a couple months of having a good reading habit. I finished three or four. I think I finished three books and started um I I finished three books in 2020 but I started a habit that if I keep it going can like fuel me forward towards reading so much more but like at the pace that I'm reading I could easily finish 12 books in the year mm-hmm. which is one per month but mm-hmm. I think that's a good number to to think about at least to have mm-hmm. That like is a very this year. That's a very good starting point. It gives you plenty of time. It gives you um you know, it kind of like aligns nicely nicely with the year because you know, if your brain likes that kind of stuff and uh, it gives you the time not just to read the book but also process it because that's something that is often um for, oh, like forgotten. You do need time to um like just digest everything you've just read, especially if the book is like is a really good one. And uh, these um, decompression time, as I call, as I sometimes call it, is like varies depending on per- like from person to person, and also from the book to book. And uh, so, sounds 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 like a great plan, and I'm I'm pretty sure you'll be fine. Uh, and 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 not just find you that you will enjoy it, like uh, because books, 
they're enjoyable. But the, what I wonder, because I know I can get through 12 if I keep the habit going. Mm-hmm. But what I'm wondering is how long it would take me to get to 12. Because <laughs> at one book every couple weeks, which is a pretty good pace for a normal sized books, normal sized book for me, that would, I would be at 12 by July. Um, but to thought, like, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. Like, it's like in, in the book club server, I'll probably mention what I'm reading. Of course. Um, earlier we mentioned an absolutely remarkable thing. And I think you posted a picture somewhere of a stack of books or multiple stacks of books that you said, like, was your reading list for the year. Right? Uh, and I saw yes. one in there that I think, I don't know if it was already on your reading list, but I definitely talked about it because that was the first book I finished this year. When I started the new reading habit, uh, uh, the Anthropocene reviewed. Yes, I've yes. bought it. Uh, I've like you know, I've pre-ordered it as soon as as it was announced because, and I've specifically. Oh, I mean, I've badger, badgered my uh, bookshop a little bit. I've asked them specifically to order from their U.S. wholesaler uh, so that I get a signed copy because the local yeah. bookshop, if they when they buy English books, they buy either from UK wholesaler or US wholesaler. And the John Green's books are published simultaneously in both countries. Sadly, my bookshop doesn't have any um, connections yet with any Australian wholesalers, which is upsetting so far. And as a result, I had a bit of a trouble of getting some of the Australian books. But, you know... Now we have connections <laughs> in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, get, get Ellen to send you a book and some fruit tingles. That's exactly what happened already. You would like, you know, you. <laughs> ser- no, I, yeah. I, I'm being serious. Like there is the, the one of the books that I've read last year, all about Eve. Uh, it's a it's a it's a fresh book. Like so, it was it was just like published last year, I believe, um, in Australia by an Australian uh, academic. And I've um, I've seen it, I think, in the Guardian books section, because I still do check it from time to time. And I emailed my bookshop, and they said, apologize that it's from Australia, we can't order from Australia. And then I was like, elves, we're friends, right? <laughs> and Ellen, being the amazing human being she is, she sent me not just the book, but also Fruit Tingles, and ginger beer chocolate and ginger beer caramel chocolate and <sighs> yeah yeah that chocolate Those i'm are... in love with it ellen sent me a whole package of australian candy earlier in last semester and that was amazing mm-hmm. um like everything and i told her like the one thing that is kind of big in australian candy that i don't like is mint and so and i and i told her that and so she sent me a bunch of stuff that was uh like like pizza shapes, fruit tingles, Milo, which I still have half of a can of Milo in my dorm room because I haven't yet got more milk to drink it with, even though I could just eat it on its own, which I probably will. But, <laughs> oh my um, word. Milo, fruit tingles, uh, uh, big orange balls, which, uh, yeah. Um, which is exactly uh, what they sound like. <laughs> and, and is the topic of many jokes, apparently. But anyway. It was all amazing, and I need to bribe Ellen to send me more candy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I um, I retaliated by sending her paprika. 
because that you know she's smuggling uh Australian Australian candy and I'm like just like sending paprika all over the world. It's 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 now it's a hobby of mine, I think. <laughs> Before we go, if you would like to send us any feedback or follow-up or corrections, because I usually do get things wrong during the show, you can send it to tellthedragons at gmail.com, or if you know us on Discord, you can just send us a DM. We wouldn't mind. 